Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. In this episode, Anthony and I discuss online training, what we think the state of online training is today, where we think online training is going to head in the future, as well as some things you can do if you're just getting started out in the online training realm. We had a great back and forth, and I think you are all going to get a lot out of this episode. So without further ado, let's get going. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What's going on, everyone? How are you, Anthony? You doing all right? What's up, my brother? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Uh, No complaints here, you know. Another day in quarantine, so uh, being productive, getting a lot done, trying to stay on some sort of routine as best I can. There we go. As long as our health is intact and we keep producing, man, that's what counts. Yeah, so kind of along those lines, I wanted to talk to you today about the state of the fitness industry, where you and I kind of think Things are going to go from here where we think things are right now. Uh, and we'll, we'll leave some people hopefully with some, some new ideas or some new ways that they can think about how they want to move forward with their own business. I think it's trying times for a lot of people and no one really knows necessarily what the final product at, at the other end of this is going to be, but we need to try to be prepared as best we can so that when all this lockdown, this economic shutdown does end, we can be ready to move forward as fast as possible and hopefully, you know, get jump started, get everything rolling uh, quickly uh, so that the economy does well, our businesses do well. Uh, we do well as people with our mental health, right? Usually tied a lot to how people are with their businesses. Uh, you know, it's, it's trying times for people. So I think it's important that we kind of talk about our beliefs on, on where things are headed and how we as, as fitness professionals can best prepare for the future. I mean, from what we know. Yeah, dude, I agree, man. And um, I think, First of all, like one of the things that, you know, when I first started um, exploring, I would say for me, exploring the realm of digital online and all of that good stuff, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't want to get stuck in a situation where I was just depending on solely my in-person one-on-one business. Um, And I wanted to also have more freedom and move and be able to do other things, which just doing one-on-one wasn't going to give me that. So, you know, I started diversifying myself and opening up into the online market and doing other kinds of stuff. And honestly, you know, I, I think this is a big wake up call for a lot of people, not just in the fitness industry, but in any industry, I think you're seeing a lot of companies that are realizing that they're even, I've even been seeing surveys of companies saying that they're producing and utilizing their hours at a higher capacity than when they were even in person you know, which is kind of crazy, but I, you know, it it just goes to show that there's a lot of changes that are going to be made. Um, and there's companies already saying it, that they're going to start implementing hybrid style 
models into their business and they're going to start implementing um, at-home um, teams where people would cycle through some at home, some in office, and then rotate those teams. Um, so with that being said, you know, I, I truly feel that, you know, with everything we've gone through, it's going to really change the aspect of, of the world in many ways um, and in business. And I feel like this is a good time to, to really see where, where you're at with your own business and see what you can do, see how you can improve, see what you haven't been doing. Um, seeing what, what, what you took the biggest hit on and seeing what is currently working as well. And, and what maybe instead of just looking, man, I could have done been doing this is start doing that now. So that way you get yourself even more ready for when we're done, when we're done with all of this. And so that way you can avoid anything else happening like this against you and affecting your business. So, um, you know, going into fitness specifically right now, um, you know, it's, it's a big wake up call for a lot of these gyms, a lot of these one-on-one trainers, a lot of these group instructors. And, you know, I've even had a few contact me asking me for help, you know, because, you know, a few of them never expanded into the online digital realm and diversified, you know, and it, that was the, uh, you know, opportunity for me to be able to give them advice, you know, and, and kind of guide them. So, uh, it's really, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And, um, it, it's going to be, uh, I think an era of advancement, you know, and, and let alone it's 2020, you know, uh, an even number year, it's another big marker year. So I think 2020 is going to be a staple for the, for a future that, that is to come. Right. And I kind of want to back it up to what you said, uh, at the beginning where you were talking about, you had this initial, moment where you realize that you couldn't rely on this, this single source of income. And I know I, I had one of those moments two a uh, couple of years ago uh, when we had one of those really bad hurricanes, we had to evacuate the state of Florida, you know, uh, I couldn't train people. And I, I was really, really worried like, well, what, what in the hell am I going to do for money, if I can't train people, I can't, you know, I don't have an apartment. I don't have anywhere to live. I don't really have any money. My credit cards, you know, weren't at a limit at the point where I could, you know, be able to sustain myself for a couple months. And that's really when, when it started to shift for me, like, okay, well, I get to start figuring out these secondary and tertiary forms of income so that I can, you know, sustain myself if something happens and I can't train people one-on-one. So like, what was, what was that aha moment for you, man, where you, you realized that that needed to change in your life? Came from when I was at Equinox and it was really where, look, I was happy with what I was doing and I really loved coaching people. And, and, and you know, it, it's, it's a different feeling when you're with one-on-one, don't get me wrong. But when I also saw the amount of work that a lot of these veterans not, not solely the amount of work and I think that, you know, you want to work hard, but the, the, the overwork, the overworking hard that they were doing for, for several years, some of those veterans that have been there killing themselves from six in the morning to nine, 10 o'clock at night, just to make, you know, a, a, a good six figure salary was insane. And, you know, you would see the common trend. A lot of them couldn't even have families. And if they did, it was, if they had a, 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 a significant other or child, it was 
you know, they would tell me stories of like, you know, getting home late, not being able to spend time with them or, you know, it was just hard. You know? So I didn't want that. I didn't want that first of all, you know, and it was also too, when I saw that, no, no, it is man. And and I saw too, that times were going to change. And I saw too, that there, that it it was getting a, a movement for the online space. And I thought if I can get into this earlier, I know I can get into here first, especially in the Miami market. And then also too, I also told myself, well, I'm working under a company and I don't own anything right now. And the company just, I'm a number in this company. And, you know, as much as I love the Equinox, I had, you know, I had an issue with them. I had an issue where, you know, they saw me growing on social media and they started getting scared because one of the guys that was, uh, we were doing stuff together. He left, he quit. He told them, Hey, look, my, my online stuff is taking off and my social media took off. And, you know, I've been here for six, seven years and it's time for me to go. And I kept doing stuff with him, but you know, I was just shooting videos of myself, demonstrating my own exercises. I wasn't even putting any clients or training anybody on the videos, but they saw it as a, as a threat, you know? And, and when, when I see some company that big, you know, see something that I'm doing that hasn't hasn't even blown up yet, but it's catching traction. That tells me something. That tells me that I'm doing something good. Because if they're that scared to lose somebody, or they're that scared or feel threatened because of something I'm building that has nothing to affect them, instead they, should, you know, somebody could have looked at it as an asset. You know, um, it just showed me that I had something special in my hands, and it showed me that I had leverage and it showed me that I can build something and I had to choose at that point. They gave, they, they, they literally got to the point and I was still doing well. It's not like my numbers were low. It's not like anything. I was doing well. They just didn't want me doing stuff on social media and that's corporate, you know, how corporate is. And, um, I, 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 when I got to that point, I had to look at myself and say, you know what, what is going to be mine and what will always be mine and I said, if I st- if this is my company and I build my stuff, this is mine. This will always stay here, and I could take this with me anywhere. But if I'm here, they're always going to control me. And honestly, at that point, I was like, that's not how I want to live my life. I want to be able to be in control. And that really was that moment where I picked and choose, and I chose my social media over staying at Equinox. And I wasn't ready to leave. I didn't want to leave during that time. I was still planning to be at Equinox for another year. My plan was to at least be there another year. And sometimes plans don't go that way, you know? And I think I think it happened for a reason because I really sprouted on social media that year that I left. And, um, you know, I haven't stopped ever since. And I've just kept pushing hard with this online stuff. So, you know, I, I got to say, you know, sometimes we will have those moments where, we will see those wake up calls. And I think this one in particular during the coronavirus is going to be a huge one for many people. Yeah. I, I think the same thing, man. I think it's going to be, it's going to lead to a, a very interesting shift in the, in the dynamic between how people even want to interact with you inside of the gym space, right? Like, one-on-one personal training is like a, it's a very physical, it's a very, in a non-sexual way, intimate thing, right? Where we're getting up close and personal with our clients as long as they're comfortable with it. You know, we're, we're, we have our hands on them and, and we're, 
you know, maybe moving them into a different position or, or we're shifting their body in a certain way uh, to get them to understand what we're, what we're trying to relate to them in that moment. And how are people going to feel about that going back into going back into the gym setting? Are people going to be okay with you touching them? I mean, you don't have to, right? But I mean, you can train people from six feet away and that's, that's manageable for a certain period of time, but you have to be able to at some point, you know, relay information in a tactical way to be tactical way to people. Um, I think that that's super important. Uh, so I think that that's going to, you know, that's going to change a little bit. I think the, obviously the number of people in the fitness industry building online websites, that's ballooned already or is, is going to as we can, we continue with this stay-at-home order. And I have a question for you too on, on that front where let's say you're a trainer, not in your position, right? Cause you have a massive following already, you know, 200 and some odd thousand followers on Instagram. And you have a pretty extensive LinkedIn from, from our previous conversations as well. And you're, you know, you're building your YouTube and everything is what, what do these people do who don't have such a large following? Like, you know, because I, I've talked to a couple of people that have reached out to me personally about building websites. They know that I have my website. Um, you and I were just talking about, you know, how I like the aesthetics of my website. Other people have said the same thing. And so they reached out to me and they, uh, one of the first things I asked them was like, okay, well, you know, what's your, what's your following? Like, like how, what's your presence like on social media? Because whether we like it or not, it's a very important aspect of our, of our field of, of online fitness and online fitness coaching. And so I, I just simply asked them like, what's, what's your audience? Like, what's your presence like on social media? Do you post every day? Do you even, you know, are you doing Instagram stories? Are you reaching out? Do you have another platform, YouTube, TikTok, any of these other uh, avenues that people can find your content on? And, most of the time I get the response of like, well, you know, I post every couple of days and, you know, I'm not very consistent with it or, you know, I don't have a very big following. And as a disclaimer, I'll state that you don't have to have a massive following. They don't have to have your following to build a successful online fitness business, but it makes it a whole lot harder. And you have to have, uh, in the sense of that you have to have a much larger and greater grasp on the followers or the audience that you do have if you don't have a larger audience, right? Whereas people who have millions of followers can kind of just churn and burn subscribers uh, for their monetary value, right? Whereas if you no, have, definitely. Whereas if you have a thousand followers, you know, if you can get, you know, 500 or 800 of those thousand followers to buy your product or buy your products, like that's amazing, right? You'll be highly successful, but getting 800 of a thousand people to buy your products time and time again is very difficult, right? So it helps if you have a larger audience to be able to try to pull people into uh, believing in you, in your brand and believing in the products that you're presenting them and trying to sell them, right? So 
for those people who don't have a large following, I've been telling them like, listen, you have to, you have to just build your audience. You have to start engaging with people more, get consistent on posting. So people start to recognize you as an authority in the field, right? People, people need to be able to rely on you for, for content, for the things that they want to learn about themselves and about health and about fitness. Right. So that's what I've been telling people. I mean, I'm sure a ton of people have reached out to you and, and been asking you a ton of questions. So what do you tell those people that maybe don't have the following you have, uh, but are trying to get into the online realm? Well, where do you tell them to start? Definitely. So I think I'll even break it down even further. Um, I've been getting a lot of people who are not even on social media. Um, I'm getting trainers who don't even have an Instagram account or a, you know, another account. A lot of them just have Facebook, you know, some of them who don't even use their accounts and they're asking me, what do I do? And, and my thing is, um, the first thing you got to do is whoever is your client, you need to write, get that contact list of all your clients, list them out. And you need to have a plan of talking to them, how you're, how you're going to continue working with them and how you're going to still offer them high level value online and in the best way possible. If you're during a situation like this, if you're still trying to maintain your business, number two, after you contact all your clients and have that conversation with them, and if they trust you, they're going to keep working with you. Um, and, and whether it's, you know, one-on-one in FaceTime or zoom, or it's pre-recorded stuff. Um, I would say, you know, definitely that's another thing they have to do is start recording themselves for pre-recorded things. Get your phone. It doesn't matter. You don't need the highest end camera. Use your phone. These smartphones have great cameras as it is. Um, and then the next step I would say is if you open up a, a, an Instagram or a YouTube or, or a social media platform, dude, all you have to do is sync your contacts. I guarantee you that in the average phone, you have no less than a hundred something contacts to 300 contacts in your phone book. If you look at the typical person's phone book, that's what it looks like. And I guarantee you, if you were to synchronize, sync all your contacts into whatever new platform you open, a lot of the people are going to follow you. And not only that, but now you can reach out to them when you message them, you can send them a text message and also create the list of all your people. And look, a lot of people are going to say, Oh, but maybe they might not want to follow or maybe they're not a good lead. Look, you message everybody. Sometimes the person you thought wasn't going to do something are the people that actually do it. So you create a plan, you get all your phone books, you start listing out other people, you sync all these contacts into the new Instagram or whatever platform you open. You have your, your page, follow all of them, and it lets them know that now you're on Instagram, so a lot of them are going to follow you back. You start putting content on there for them to see, and then also, too, separately, you get your contact list, and you start reaching out to these these text, these people individually, and you message them. You let them know, hey, how's it going? Hope How you been? Hope all is well. Um, hope you're doing well. Um, I want to help, I want to help you out. And then list, list out where you're going to be offering, list out your services, let them know that you're going to be on zoom or whatever platform you're going to use or FaceTime, or if you're going to be putting content on Instagram and doing IG lives or pre-recorded stuff, but let them know that you're doing this. And if you have a hundred or something, a 300 contact, I guarantee you that you're going to at least pull in a few people 
on your side to want to work with you and, and, and get your services. So at the end of the day, like I tell people, there's always a way to start. And I think that's one of the most basic, easiest ways for somebody who has no knowledge on the digital realm is literally like in getting leads in the digital realm is get your phone book and get the leads from your phone book. And I'm guaranteed that most of those people also have an email and they have leads or emails of people that they can also email. And I think that's the the most simplest way to start. And then once you start on Instagram or YouTube or wherever it is you do, start putting content. It doesn't have to be the best content. just has to be the most delivering value content. So make sure your content delivers value um, and make sure that, that, you know, the purpose behind it is genuine. And what you're doing is, is, is you're trying to deliver something that has purpose for your audience. And then from there, you can start delivering what your niche is and you can start um, looking for the people, the right people to follow and engage with. And then from there, you can start following, messaging, commenting, liking, and engaging with the right people um, and other industry professionals that you can find and then create collaborations that help bring more followers to your page and vice versa, you're helping them. And that's another way to grow your platform off the ground from zero. You know, so I, I would say those are some of the easy steps. And, I, and like I said, again, for those who are starting from scratch, get your phone book. Your phone book and your emails are going to be your best source during a time like this to pull all those contacts and move them into your social media if you haven't started one or to just find and get leads out of it to, to generate some income for your business. That That's something I've been doing as well as getting back in the trenches. You know, you said it, you said it perfectly where get into your, your followers that you do have DM them, offer them your products, you know, uh, at least let them know what your products are, what benefit your products will bring to them, how their lives will change, you know, get that dialogue going back and forth between, you know, look at their pages see, of the people who are following you, see what they're doing, interact with them. Oh, you know, you have a lot of dogs. I have a dog, you know, I like to play around with them outside and get some exercise, blah, blah, blah. You know, start getting that back and forth with them in order to foster that relationship that you're really, really looking for so that they're invested in your brand and in you long-term. I've been having some mild success with it so far. It's something that I've been trying to put more time into because I really do think that it has a, a linear relationship where the more time I put into DMing people and engaging with them, the more they're going to believe in myself and my brand. And I've been getting great feedback from the people I have been engaging from. So I think that that's a huge thing that people need to, people need to think about is even if you don't have a large community, engage with the people you do have. They used to tell us all the time at Equinox when you're working with your one-on-one clients, right? Is even if you, when we were first starting out, what they always tell you, right? You might only have one or two clients, but you got to treat those clients like gold. Like they're your only clients forever, right? Because, and you need to really treat every client like that. 
no matter if you have, you know, three clients or 30 clients, they're all important. They're all, they all need your intention, your attention. They, they need uh, you to provide value for them. So same, the same thing goes with, with your followers on Instagram, provide value for them, make them feel like you care about them because you should care about them first and foremost, and let them be aware that, that you want to be, again, like I said, an authority in the field as someone that they can trust for quality information, for quality help, right? Because there's a lot of, and we've said it before on, on previous episodes, right? There's a lot of bullshit out there. So you got to be, you got to be the bright light in a cloudy day for people. Um, because they're, they're searching that information out, right? They want to be, they, they want to learn. They want to be told, you know, how they can make a change. No one likes to feel like shit. No one likes to look like shit or look overweight or, you know, be overweight or be unhealthy. You know, people want to feel good. People want to move well. People want to be able to like go outside and play with their kids and, you know, hang out with their friends and go for long bike rides and stuff. So the thirst for knowledge, the thirst for for help is out there, you have to go seek it. Sometimes you have to go try to help people. They're not going to come to you, right? Everyone thinks that, you know, go. And I, I was the same way, right? I'm not going to lie. When I started my online business, I thought this was going to be so fucking easy. I thought I'm going to make a ton of sales right off the bat because everyone wants to buy my product because I have X amount of followers. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'll be honest. And boy, did I find out the hard way that that wasn't going to be the reality at all, right? That I was going to have to work a lot harder, that I was going to have to come up with a lot better products, that I was going to have to provide a lot more service, and that I was going to really have to engage with people. This wasn't going to just be some... some what's the word I'm looking for passive income source, right? Much more active than that. Right. I think Gary V said it a long time ago. I saw it on his, his Instagram where he's like, you know, there, there is really no form of quote unquote passive income, right? You got to work for that shit, no matter whether you realize it or not. Right. And the online fitness industry is no different. It's super saturated. Um, There's a lot out there, right? So how are you going to differentiate yourself because the people that are following me are definitely following you, are definitely following people like Eric Leha and Francesca Martinez and Marcus Martinez and John Russin and all those guys, all the quality coaches in the fitness industry. So how are we as online coaches going to differentiate ourselves so people want to buy our products and not theirs, right? And that's something I think every, sure. everyone needs to think about. Um as they're building their business, as they're trying to form their products, you know, what's the relationship one, what's the relationship I have with my current audience? How can I develop that to be stronger Two, what are the products I'm currently offering? And do they really make a difference to the audience that I have? And if not, how can I improve them to make that happen? And three, how do I, like you said, collaborate with other fitness professionals, like-minded and, and, and similar to people who think differently than you, you need to collaborate with as well. Um, 
in order to grow my audience and grow my brand and continually try to solidify my place as an authority in the field, I think if you can focus on those three things with their little subcategories, you'll, you'll be, you'll be on the right path. At least in my opinion, that's what I've found has worked best for me. You know, you and I have had a couple of conversations. I know you, you feel relatively the same way, but if you can focus on those three things, you're going to be headed in the right direction. I have to agree for sure, man. I definitely agree with that. And, um, I think another thing that's important is, um, I think a lot of people need to know that also to people, people will go to you based off how you guys, how you connect and also your personality, you know, and you know, it can easily be said, you know, you can get two guys who do the same or at the same level, copying the same routine, same program, same exercise moves, doing the same thing. And one might do better than the other because the way he acts, the way he goes about his days, the way that he portrays his message, the way he's on top of his stuff, his personality, his connection, he's on top of helping you and communicating. Um, those are key factors for a lot of people to want to work with. You. So, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny because it's not just only the, what you're delivering as far as your product of, exercises or workouts or routines it's, it's also what are you delivering as a person like who are you as a person what are you delivering as a person to that person because people want that delivery as well as maybe even more sometimes than just a workout you know that's why you see some people they they pay for for stuff that you're like man like how are they paying you know like my thing is so like there's a lot of value here and they're going somewhere else so they're they're paying this and it's like very undervalued and it could be just because they that person knows how to portray themselves and connect with people well and you know they give this 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 light and charm and you know this persona that you know really resonates with the people and i think if you can learn how to not learn but if you can let yourself show yourself who you really are and you can let that personality because everybody has their personality some of them just like to hide it and some and, and some of them like know how to show it really well um even though some know how to fake it but if you're real and you really know how to show your personality and who you are and you show that you want to help and you communicate, that's going to really win over people to want to work with you. So it's not just about the workouts, it's not just about the routines, not just of the programs, but it's a very, very, a lot about your connection with them, the communication and what are you delivering to them as a person from your personality? Was it, was it hard for you to open up and, and, show people who Anthony Mendez really is as a person, uh, when you were starting out, how did you kind of overcome that? If that was the case, it certainly was for me. Uh, I know a, yeah, lot, of I know a lot of people are in that boat, so they'll, they'll definitely like to hear what you have to say on that. I mean, you're the, uh, you're the outgoing wild man of, of the fitness Instagram. <laughs> world and uh i i love every post that you have man they're they're great they're they're out there sometimes you know you're you're definitely authentic uh, i think a lot of people including myself really you know really look up to that so how did you no, get to that point? It, man um and and with that being said too i just want to highlight something real quick um people besides showing your personality you got to also know that everybody is for your personality not everybody's going to fit your 
personality criteria, and that's okay. But you got to show who you really are because you will find the people that do want to work with you who relate with your personality, and that's what you want. So I just wanted to highlight for people to know that. Um, so, you know, for me, it was really just, it was more being scared of looking wrong or doing something wrong or feeling, you know, the feeling of being, feeling or looking dumb in front of somebody. It was like, I had to get over that, you know, especially it was starting off when I was in Bali's and then creeped into LA Fitness. And it was really when I, I had that one manager that really worked with me that I, I think I had, meant, I had mentioned in the other podcast that he really was one of the big first mentors that I had. He took a lot of good stuff out of me and he really like showed me how to like, just go out there, be you, you know, people want you, people don't want this. People want to see who you are. People want to know who you are. They want to know answers before they even know your workout. And you know what, when he said that, like, it just made sense. Like you don't want to work out with somebody or you don't want to listen to somebody if you don't even know who they are, you know? And it's true. Like, think about it. When you do a service with somebody like a long-term service, especially that has to do with like your body or something that's very personal, you want to know who that person is first before even doing anything with them. You're not going to just jump ship and start doing stuff for them. You want to know who they are. You want to know about them. You want to know who their background, you want to feel them out. You want to see if you vibe connect and, when he told me that they, they want to know Anthony first, it just, that triggered me. And I just started being me. You know, I started let, letting myself, my guard down. I started talking more and I started just talking about the things that represented me, my beliefs too. And of course, you know, I, you know, this is, this is when we're building uh, a, a, a normal connection rapport with these people. And, um, you know, they get to see who you are and they get to see where you're at, you know, and, I had a lot of people, they would just love to hear, you know, sometimes like, you know, my goals. And they would even ask me like, oh, what are your goals or what are you this? And, you know, and, and I would honestly tell them the truth, you know, and then from there we would talk about other things. And they would just say like, man, like, he's a cool person or I really like what he's doing. I really connect with what he's doing. I see myself working with him, you know, instead of just, you know, not talking that much or staying quiet or just nodding or just, you know, avoiding a question or just like trying to avoid a conversation, like that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, that's not going to do anything for you. You're not going to build relationships like that. You're not going to build a business. You're not going to build friendships. You're not going to build anything like that. So at the end of the day, it's just, you got to one day, I think it's, it's something will hit somebody where they'll have a aha moment. Like everybody's having now with the digital stuff. I think it's the same thing with this. You'll have that moment where you'll figure out that you need to, let yourself be out and, and, and let yourself come out and everybody's going to be different, you know, and that's fine. As long as you are real with you and you, you, you learn to connect and you learn to show that, I think that's what's going to really make a huge difference in anybody's business. It is a very personal aspect of people's lives, right? Like as a health and fitness coach, as a personal trainer, as a dietitian, you're exposed to a side of these people that most people don't get to see or don't normally see because these people, these individuals shield other, other people from, from seeing this side of them, right? Like all of their insecurities about being overweight, all of their insecurities about being in pain, all of the things that they had going on that happened in their childhood that, 
affects the decisions that they, they make today. You as their coach, you're, you're getting exposed to all of that. You're having these very difficult conversations at times with your clients. And if you don't, if you aren't true to who you are and you aren't comfortable sharing that with, with those people, with your clients, how do you expect them to do the same in return? Right. How you can't, you can't really help someone if they're not comfortable showing you who they really are and the things that are making them form these habits and, and, make these decisions that create these unhealthy behaviors or healthy behaviors, right? If you're, if you're making change in your client's lives and that starts with you, right? That starts with the connection that you make with these people. I had the same problem when I first started out, you know, in Miami, I'm believe it or not from a very small town in upstate New York, a very, you know, rural area, lots of farms. Everyone says y'all, gonna and those things would slip out even in in these podcasts when i film content uh for my social media for youtube for for instagram for whatever i have these thoughts in my head like you have to say you all instead of y'all you can't you have to say going instead of gonna because what are people gonna think like but that's not who i am you're even though at times I can be professional and be buttoned up and do the things that you have to do to play this part, you know, to, to make certain deals or, you know, uh, network with certain people, but plenty of times it's going to slip out where I say something, you're like, where, what did you say? You know, where, and I, I sorry, sorry. That's a country in me, you know? <laughs> so, I think, I think like you have to be, you have to, like you said, you have to be authentic because these, these people who you work with, your clients, hopefully if you're doing the right things and you're really helping them and you're forming these healthy, healthy relationships with people, they're going to turn into your family. You know, I, I was writing up a, a post for later today that it's all about that, how making these connections with my clients has had a profound change on my, my life, my thought process, how I interact with people on a daily basis, the uh, things that I think about, the ways that I think about things, that the, the angles that I take when I look at things or when I interact with people have changed completely since I've gotten to know and gotten to communicate with my clients. And... I would be a completely different person if it weren't for these people and for the relationships that I fostered with them. So I can't reiterate it enough that these bonds that you create with these people, whether it be in person or online can be lifelong. They, and in the, in the impact that you can have on these individuals lives is huge. It's unspeakable. But you have to make that connection. You as a professional, as the fitness coach, or whatever field you work in really, right? If if you want to help people, then you have to go try to help people, right? Because people are afraid of, of seeking that help. You have to go show them that you want to help them day in, day out, 
no questions asked, right? Because you don't do this because it's the most profitable field of all time, right, Mendez? Like we could work in finance, we could be in banking, we could be in real estate and make a, a, a lot more money. But it's not about that. It's about helping people so that they can, you know, then in turn go and impact their small community of friends, family, coworkers, whoever it may be, right? That's really why I'm in it. You know, I, just like you, was not very confident as a kid and someone older than me took me under their wing and and really started me down the path that I've then gone on so far in my life. So I want to return that favor to hopefully more than one person and help continue this trend of making the world a better, a better place, a healthier place. Right. And I think that that just kind of goes along exactly with what you were saying on, in terms of, you know, building your, your, your community by showing that you care, by showing that you're the authentic person that, you know, we all really hope you are because we want to see the real you. You know, I want to see the real Mendez. Mendez wants to see the real Josh. I hope, um, the 100%. good, <laughs> the good, the good and the bad, you know, I can be stubborn at times. Oh, I'm all sure. of it. But, Give me all of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of it. So, <laughs> but you know, so I think, I think you nailed it right on the head, man. Uh, it's uh, super important. Hell yeah, man. And, you know, I think with, with all that said, man, that was amazing. It's, if you can do that for you and you can really open yourself up and, and start showing who you are and, and connecting with others and, and just show your personalities, personality, you can really lead any and most of your clients to success because now you become somebody who is genuine, somebody who is true to themselves, somebody who is not scared to show who they are and somebody who is confident in who they are. And when you do do that, your client will see that confidence in yourself. And they're going to see that you're a person who really means well, and they're going to allow you to lead them to success. And when you have that trust and connection with your client, it's just your, 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 your relationship, your business, everything grows, you know? And, and that's why I think it's just a 100% truth and, and and I agree with every single thing we've been talking about because you know I think that's where it all starts before in-person training before online training before any kind of business it starts with you being real with you open up opening up showing your personality and then you know building yourself up connecting with others communicating so on and so forth and that's what leads to building a business Wow. That was, that was amazing, man. I think through all of this, the fitness industry is going to be better off. I think we're going to be a much more cohesive, stronger unit as a whole. I think the people that I've talked to that work in the industry here in Miami and across the U S and the world, we're all hungry to get back at it and help more people realize that they can be healthy that it's not as difficult as it may seem. Uh, I think people are hungry for that that knowledge, for that help. And 
it's going to be such a beautiful thing to see everyone uh, together again when that's possible. The fitness industry is and has always been as as long as it's been around a staple in, in helping people improve on their lives. That's what we're here for. And the fitness industry is going to be there when all this is over to get right back to that. Uh, for I thank, sure. I thank you all for listening. Please make sure you guys subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Mendez Fitness, The Movement Coach. We're here to help you guys DM us. Thank you guys all for listening, and I hope you have a really great day. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.